Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, in which we look at the annals of true crime to find events that happened on this week in history. I'm your host, Mark Decano, and with me are my friends, Jed Lester All right. and Rue Turner. Hello. The date we're looking at today is the 7th of September. On this date in 1978, Georgi Markov was heading across Waterloo Bridge for a bus to work when he felt a sharp pain in his leg. He looked around to see a man picking up an umbrella who then hurried across the street to a waiting taxi. Markov fell ill and four days later he died, while a story that could have come straight from a James Bond novel was born. I remember this being on the news Mm. and it was, I mean, I'd like, no, I was going to say I'd like to think, but I remember thinking if he was, wasn't killed by an umbrella, would any of us be talking about this? Yeah, it's probably true. I don't think Do you know what I mean? It's like, if it was, uh, I mean, I suppose it's still murder, isn't it? But the... It's the, the reason why we're talking about it is because it's um, an umbrella. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Was Mary Poppins ruled out? That's <laughs> <laughs> the killer. I mean, I know someone, all oh, right, someone being murdered on a London bridge is bad, but the point of it is, it's that literally, it is the point of it because that's what yeah. killed him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're talking, this is 1978, so this is the height of the Cold War. Um, sort of 60s to 80s is mm-hmm. the major the major time and this is bang in the middle this is uh, Bulgaria and Bulgaria at the time was obviously a communist dictatorship um, Todor Zivkov was uh, president of Bulgaria at the time mm-hmm. He'd been, he was in office for 35 years wow and obviously it was a Warsaw Pact country Soviet backed operation but a hugely repress- repressive uh, regime there's, I can give you examples. One of the things that the regime did was they there was a, a, a minority Turkish population in Bulgaria and one of the laws forced those Turks to take on Bulgarian names. They couldn't have their own names because they right. weren't ethnically sound according Enough. to the regime. Yep. Um, so they, um, they forced, there was a forced name change um, and they also expelled 360,000 Turks across the border. Back to Turkey. Back to Turkey, um, which even at the time was frowned upon by the regimes in Russia and Poland, who thought it was a bit going a bit far. Right. <laughs> so coming from them. Coming from them. So mm. yeah, it was very authoritarian, very uh, a repressive regime. And Georgi Markov um, was a journalist, uh, novelist, playwright, and he wrote a lot um, about how this was uh, not on, which is why he found himself out of favour with the regime. Oh, okay. Is that why he lived in London? Yeah, he yeah. defected and ended up in London. Yeah, he defected. Um, he he went to Italy and then the Bulgarian government said that they weren't going to renew his passport. Um, so what? So he basically defected. This is about 1968. And then he moved to London and he got a job with the BBC World Service. What, not Not as like a presenter or something. Yeah, br- presenting his yeah. views. Presenting his views, yeah. Basically, yeah, that's, yeah, that's him. <laughs> so that's where <laughs> it went wrong. Regime, Which yeah. BBC stuff, I think, was was a little bit critical, but I think most of his really vociferous stuff was on, but was it um, Radio Free Europe? Yes. That was what they really didn't want him to be doing. Yeah, and Radio Free Europe, did. that was backed by the US. You can imagine it's basically 
just slagging off the Warsaw Pact yeah, countries sure. anyway. So he was all on board with that. And he also did some work for the West German Deutsche Welle. So they he was basically broadcasting from the West to the East, basically. So his views about his these, views about the whatever, regime, the yeah. revealing the whatever truth or something. Well, there you go. I mean, that's that was his fatal mistake, I suppose. But <laughs> but um, it was strong enough for to I don't know send someone over to get him. Basically, is that effectively what? Yeah, occurred? basically. I mean, he was obviously he because he was a writer, a novelist, and playwright and everything. When he when he wrote articles and when he broadcast things, he was very passionate and and very he was quite um, sarcastic. He used sarcasm, dramatic irony, metaphor, bathos, puns, parody, litotes, and satire. Yeah, I thought it, sarcasm didn't translate well in Eastern European, but apparently... If there's one thing dictatorships don't like, it's yeah, someone taking exactly. yeah, 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 what's that all about? <laughs> okay, is he... Hang on. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, in 1972, so while he was in London, they, they tried him in absentia for defection and they, he was sentenced to six and a half years in prison so if he ever went back and they let right. him in oh, okay. yeah. he would have gone straight, straight to jail to prison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, for defecting in the first place it's um, a fairly harsh alternative though isn't it death or six years in prison yeah, yeah. well obviously <laughs> they chose the one that they they wanted more. he's not coming back <laughs> he's definitely not coming back so he's never going to go out of prison it's funny how um, he I'm just trying to think why. Can I, do you mind if I present this program slagging off and, and, you know, BBC? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you know, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, mm. it's funny how they were, or whoever gave him the platform was like, yeah, go, go ahead. If you have any poo, fling it now. I don't know whether that, well, today that would just be a completely independent thing and a, you know the views views own uh, as yeah. opposed to AR is a massive broadcasting company so say what you like yeah but i mean, in, I mean? The, in britain even at the time in, we it, it was not no, unknown it was for people to, to in the uk we it, people would be fine to slag i mean we love slagging off the government and people in power yeah. and authority yeah and we're well, free to do so right. but yeah, yeah. if you do it in under authoritarian regimes like this it's literally illegal to criticize the government we live in a society of laws so yeah and the fact that some, someone here was allowed to criticize someone else's government and we know it's a propaganda exercise against the warsaw pact that would have yep. been brilliant for us or certainly for our allies Oh, okay, right. He was a well-respected writer in his own country. Yeah, he was more huge. so. Yeah, very well respected and known. Oh, okay. Widely known. Yeah, he was. He was at the time. He was. He was massive, and it was only because of his of the criticisms that. I'm trying the to think if there's if there's an equivalent today. I mean, if there will be, but it's just not going to be on a massive platform. It's going to be, you know, a, whatever. Someone writing their own book. Someone doing their own podcast for the sake of argument. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to on a, some gigantic... Yeah. I'll tell you what I think about yeah. something. Talk sport, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I st- regardless of all that, the, I still think that the fact that it was an umbrella and also yeah. f- 51% umbrella, I say 49% Waterloo Bridge. Oh, yeah, you reckon? As bridges go. Um, it's a key one. I'd say your 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 Waterloo is <laughs> of all the bridges. If if we think globally, 
actually globally, someone would probably say Tower Bridge or London Bridge. London Bridge. I'd say Waterloo Bridge is... I'd say Tower Bridge is Gone with the Wind. (laughs) I'd say Waterloo (laughs) Bridge is... um, Like... What else won loads of Oscars? Snow White. (laughs) Yep. Gandhi. One of them's Gandhi. Um, (laughs) Tower Bridge. Tower Bridge. No, I said that. Sorry, London Bridge. London Bridge is Gandhi. Tower Bridge is Gone with the Wind. I'd say... Actually, if it happened on Tower Bridge, that it would have got mega. Oh yeah, that but would have been. If it happened on Titanic, <laughs> it didn't happen on Chiswick Bridge. You know, <laughs> it'd be like oh, some blokes. You know, it, but it's the yeah. key. It's uh, publicity is aided. Do we know any other bridges? <laughs> if Brooklyn was, Bridge. Where's Brooklyn Bridge was, on your film list? No, I'm only doing London. No, oh, but yes, yeah, so Bro- Brooklyn is obviously high. It's way up the there. What about the Williamsburg Bridge? Now we're only New York. Richmond Central. Pedestrian Lock Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, I would say if Sydney he was Harbour killed bridge. with yeah. a on Tower Bridge with a snooker cue, <laughs> I'm just think, thinking of other permutations. It would have had the same, but yeah. umbrella, Waterloo, double tick. Okay, I'd say a good point. Well made. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The fascinating bit I find about that is we're not even sure there was an umbrella. Oh, well, we're not entirely <laughs> oh, right. sure. That. Oh, that <laughs> That's the bit I find like really fascinating. No, if you uh, if you recall Walking back, stick. if you recall back, this is the evidence we have, which I have mentioned already in the introduction. Um, he looked around to see a man picking up an umbrella who hurried across the street to a waiting taxi. That could have been entirely not. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it just came from that. That's what we think we know. The media kind of just exploded that idea. It may have it just must been, have been this gas-propelled, crazy right. oh, okay. MI5 yeah. brolly. It and all may the, have just been a bloke with a yeah. syringe or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Or just a hidden gas gun, just a gun in his pocket. Yeah. Does it have to be that? Dropped his umbrella so that he can get be quiet. himself in the position, maybe. you know. Yeah, it could. And all the mock-ups you'll see and all the examples and all the diagrams you'll see are all where was theory. It? Where was it on his... On his thigh. thigh, right thigh. So it's it's hand level yeah. when you've got your hands exactly. by your side. Yeah. yeah. So if someone walked past you with their hand in their pocket, and could have fired a pellet gun. Right. Into yeah. Okay. Bang. So to, to build this sophisticated gun into an umbrella is it's quite, like why would it's you quite bother? a major. Ju- yeah. And if you've got a, a car waiting for you, and you know you're a member of the KGB in the first place, you're not really that bothered. You know. No, of course. Yeah. Or your goal is to get rid yeah. of whoever you're assigned to get rid of. Yeah, you can disappear yeah. at any moment. You know? I mean, they could have just walked up to him with a silencer and just shot him in the face. And yeah, I know. And no one no one's going to do anything. Exactly. Taxi, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the key, the I key thing in that story was to have a car waiting. Yeah, that was yeah, the most sure. important part of yeah. the whole thing. And without a London covered in CCTV, oh, well, yeah, exactly, disappearing yeah. in a taxi is quite straightforward. Is there a, um, is there a like, a X marks the spot thing? No. Isn't there? No, it should do be, you, shouldn't do it? Do you want to put one, go up there with yeah. some talk? Well, there's a, there's a bus stop marks the spot. Is there? I bet there's a unofficial X. I went to... Um, Maybe. Now I have to go. I, go? <laughs> I went to Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Correct. And there is a... Sp- now, admit it, I'm, while I'm saying this, I, <laughs> it may just be any old spray-painted X. <laughs> <laughs> but in the middle of the road, there is a... X marks the spot. Oh, it's in Dealey Plaza? Yeah. Oh. So I stood on it. 
Did you get shot? <laughs> I survived, thankfully. Uh, the um, did you see any secret service men pretending to be local law enforcement or what are you saying? Hang on, what, like, what, what kind of nothing? Um, Anyone looking the, like everybody else talking to their cuff? It was. I mean, as I was going to say, it was an unofficial. Here it was. Now, as I say, that said, it might have just been <laughs> a mark on the road, but it was quite significant. X. Yeah. Um, fair enough. But um, I, I bet there's something somewhere, a little, you know, not exactly a blue plaque mu- position, is it? But well, maybe there's one in the Paris Underground. Mm. <laughs> because um, mm. ten days before, oh yeah, uh, Georgi Markov received his yep. allegedly umbrella-induced wound. Yep, another Bulgarian defector received a very similar attack on the Paris Metro. His name was Vladimir Kostov. Inconceivable! Calling it similar is being rather generous. Well, yeah. I mean, he was attacked. Identical. It was identical, (laughs) but he survived. Was that... How do they know that was umbrella related? Because he he saw it happen. And it went into (laughs) his leg. Yeah. Right, okay. And they recovered. Mont Bleu. And they recovered a a, a small pellet. pellet. (laughs) Mon Dieu. (laughs) <laughs> Parapluie. <laughs> eh. Uh, poisoned. <laughs> don't know what poisoned is. Eh, bois. Um, m- what's leg? <laughs> don't know. Jambe. I know. Oh, Piet, no, it's foot. Oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is... <laughs> not getting anywhere with this mock translation of oh, a murder. Jesus. For the benefit of the worldwide audience, we cannot speak French. <laughs> I, the only reason why I brought it up is because I, lo- I like saying the word parapluie. It is. It is a superb word. <laughs> Duly noted. Um, if the killer, who presumably got away, this Paris yes. one, yep. yes. If they had, if they had a, um, you know, radio receiver or or kind of contact with um, equally baddy people. The um, what I'm what I'm, what I'm leading up to yeah. is the French translation for walkie-talkie is what is it? Parle, uh, what's walk? I can't remember. Marché, 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 parle. Good guess. Uh, no, it's uh, what did I say? Uh, <laughs> the French translation for walkie-talkie is talkie-walkie. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so they um. That he would have used a talkie-walkie, so talkie-walkie. after he'd done the k- murdering. <laughs> Probably. Mind you, he wouldn't, have got, si- he wouldn't have got his signal, would he? Because, you know... Was signal. he in a metro? It was in the tube station. Metro. Yeah, it would have been under... Well, he could, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so who's... Who did someone else? Did he die? That bloke die? Kostov survived. Mm. Hang um, on. And it looks like that was the first attack on the... Bulgarian um, defector in this way, and then a more successful one on Markov. Now, let's talk about that attack. So the pellet that was removed from his yep. thigh at post mortem was, and you're going to like this because you like stats. Oh yeah. So this is uh, it was the size of a pinhead. So we're talking about the overall size of the pellet was 1.7 millimeters. Wow. In diameter, not big. Which is 0.067 inches. 
Um, but then there were holes drilled in it in a in an X formation, and they were 0.35 of a millimetre. There were holes drilled in a in the pinhead. Yeah, I mean, um, I have my so 0.35 of a millimetre drill hole. Now the smallest I sell at work is three mil, so it's <laughs> and uh, that's a uh, 0.014 inches in diameter. So wow. you're tiny, tiny. We're talking like a hair. Yeah, yeah. are we? Only yeah. be cut by a laser. Yeah. Oh, we're not talking about a drill then at all. We're talking about laser yeah um and then laser. lasers in essence a sophisticated heat beam which we called a laser and then uh why don't they in... just laser him to death <laughs> yeah <'cause he's laughs> pew, pew. instead of all this faffing around with a yeah. ant just gun just go and shoot him with a ray gun i'm not obviously. sure how powerful lasers were back then but you could have just, <laughs> just warmed got... up the side of his shoulder after half an hour <laughs> yeah stay <laughs> still <laughs> Instead of all this Stop that. flea flea gun kind of uh, yeah faffing around, <laughs> so on examination, this tiny little pellet um, inside it can had uh, traces of rice in. Yes, um, traces of rice in. <laughs> no, it didn't have rice. Oh, in it. Yeah. surely yeah. rice is far too big to get in. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't no, have got I a think single you'll find grain of very rice. Very small those uh, rice pellets. Yeah. So oh. inside this <laughs> tiny, tiny, pellet. tiny pellet. Mm. Contained tiny tiny pellet has yeah. a tiny tiny uh, hole drilled in it. In that tiny tiny wow. hole is ricin, uh, the poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but even if they'd known about it, there was no antidote in 1978, so he would have died regardless. Okay. And so like, look, what it looks like is that they put the poison in the little hole, the crossed holes inside, and then covered, filled, filled in the holes basically with a sort of with a soft wax. Yeah, something that would definitely melt at body temperature. So basically, it's gone into. Oh, so that's how, yeah. The, the wax yeah, yeah. or and that was sugar the coating or whatever. With the one in Paris, wasn't it? Was that's that the what holes they think. didn't quite melt properly. There were still some traces of wax in the holes. Yeah, that's what they think. So, so they recovered the same yeah. thing, but it hadn't released the, the rice. He fell ill and then built up an antibody because it had a little bit that had got into his system to protect oh, Okay, him. exactly. So hang on, who was the Paris. It was another. Was he Bulgarian? Bu- Bulgarian defected. So it's the same deal, but same he'd, gone, yeah. he'd defected to Paris. Yeah, so it could it could have been the same person, couldn't it? Because yeah. he was I actually think that's he, pretty likely. Yeah. Just that said, you you could argue that the the first one didn't work, mm. so he was probably carted off and sacked, <laughs> sacked in the nicest possible way. Yeah. Well, I mean, the investigation at the time, obviously, because there was a murder investigation, uh, didn't come up with anything anything conclusive. But later KGB defectors. Uh, the two Olegs, Oleg Kalijin and Oleg Gordievsky, um, they... Hang on, who are they? Where they were K- former KGB. Yeah. They defected from Russia, from the Soviet Union. At that time? Yeah, a, late, a little later. Oh, okay. And they both uh, corroborated the story that the pellet and the ricin had been generated by the Soviet Union at the request of the Bulgarian Secret Service. They knew that that's how, what the method was. Yeah, and they both said that the Bulgarian Secret Service agent who the weapon was given to was named Francesco Galino, who was Italian, but he was working for the Bulgarian Secret Service, apparently. Now, he is still at large. Fury, yucky, yucky, bust! Is he? Yeah, he apparently last heard living in Denmark. Never charged, never brought in as far as I know. Oh, so they knew where he was, but... 
Yeah. I mean, let's face it, I suppose they haven't really got in, t- in spy terms, evidence. You know, yeah. you're talking about KGB agents, we're talking about Bulgarian Secret Service. In terms of spyness, yep. the name comes up, you keep an eye on them, don't you? Surveillance mm, and everything else. But no charges ever been brought. He must yeah, be a yeah, fairly yeah. old man by now. I would think. If he's not, he's at least our age. <laughs> <laughs> he was around in 1978, so. With pellets. Yeah, so, appar- so apparently, yeah, it's, it, that's how we know it's Bulgarian Secret Service. We know it was Bulgarian Secret Service that tried to kill the Bulgarian defectors. Mm. We know that they were Soviet-backed, uh, the government and also the assassination, or we would believe that if we believe the KGB agents. What was the fallout to, um, from the point of view of, you know, British government, kind of, how dare you perpetrate this on our soil? Well, very little, and we know that because we can look at how it has continued to this day, mm. that kind of thing going on. Skripal, for so you example. got Skripal, yeah, in 2018, yeah. that was Soviet, that was Novichek. Yeah, And yeah. then uh, 2006, you had Litvinenko with yes, the Polonium. remember that, yeah, yeah. Um, Polonium. In 2012, uh, there was a, a German whose name wasn't released, but he was, uh, he was uh, stabbed with an umbrella. Hey! <laughs> Was he? Yeah, and he died of mercury poisoning, which was apparently in, administered by Are we talking about in umbrella. Germany? In Germany. Oh, okay. Well, in 2012. Wow. So, not only are they still mm. up to their old tricks, mm-hmm. but uh, they're using very still similar... Got, that's uh, almost a comic nod, isn't it, really? Uh, yeah. It's like, you see, remember this? Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Just two fingers. He was a... Uh, uh, yeah, what are you going to do? He, was a, he could have been a businessman walking over Waterloo Bridge... 70s, bowler hat, umbrella, yeah. double yeah, tick. Yeah. Bearing in mind that the, the regime collapsed in 1989. Yeah. So um, Markov was basically completely re-established in, in Bulgaria. The government uh, gave him the order of the Staroplanina, which basically means the order of the Balkan Mountains, which is the highest award in the, in the nation. Balkans mm. are very high. They are. And uh, he got it basically not only for his literary works, but also for his opposition to the communist regime. And um, in 2014, uh, they in Sofia, the capital, um, a statue was erected in his honour as well, which I see. It's very nice. So, yeah, he's completely vindicated and he's gone back to in, in the country because he was so well respected. Obviously, it was only him versus the government. Because mm. the, you know everything has been reinstated. Because after he died, all of his works were withdrawn by the government from bookshelves. You couldn't get it was couldn't put on his plays, couldn't yep. read his books. But with the collapse of the government, he's been right. Okay, reinstated. so he's back so to being whatever literary, literary hero. Yeah, right, yeah right. absolutely. Wow, and deservedly so. Mm. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like you know, it's, if you think of um, Orwell's nineteen eighty four, kind of a, a you know. A, a, about authoritarianism, he was literally had lived that, and he, that's what he was writing. That sort of style of writing. Wow! Uh, in fact, I can give you, I can end with a quote. This is a great one. This is from um, uh, his novel, The Truth That Killed. So, and it sounds very, very Orwellian. So, lies and truth swap their values with the frequency of an alternating current. We've seen our personality vanishes, and individuality is destroyed. How the spiritual life of a whole people is corrupted to turn them into a listless flock of sheep. We've seen so many of those demonstrations which humiliate human dignity where normal people are expected to applaud some paltry mediocrity who has proclaimed himself a demigod 
and condescendingly waves to them from the heights of his police inviolability. Sounds like it was written this week. Yeah, well, <laughs> very much, very much. When and how that was from a whatever seventies, yeah, publication thing. Yeah, I mean, it it completely smacks of TV slash film adaptation. But is there? I must admit, I don't. I've never heard of a uh, a version of it. But it, but is there? Is have you found anything? Um, no, I mean, as a as a tool. Umbrella would have been used a lot in like popular culture, you know, you know, but more as a as an indicator of Britishness rather than yep. anything else. Um, they use there's, I think the film King's Man has like a sh- an umbrella shield, oh, does it? Right, okay. shield or something. Oh, it does have a shield. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that, but um, I mean you can buy a, an umbrella gun. gun uh, they are available. Right. Yeah. I mean I would be illegal in the UK. Oh, okay. I would think because it's a gun <laughs> of course yeah. um, but but yeah i mean i don't know if they got direct inspiration from this case or or not seems doubtful uh, uh, Ballistic well where else would they <laughs> well i suppose it's i mean let's face it when you're a kid and you pick up an umbrella it's a gun it's a gun <laughs> <laughs> That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've discussed over the course of the episode, just Google it or something. You can see daily true crime updates on our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, or you can support the show with a PayPal donation. And links to all of those are on our website, truecrimediary.co.uk. Join us next time when we will be similarly discussing and digressing on another event in true crime history. Until then, my thanks to Jed and Rue. My name's Mark, and we'll see you on the next date in our True Crime Diary.